The temps are warmer, you've mowed the lawn, and maybe even turned on the AC a time or two. It's definitely spring. So SpI.com is having their spring sale. Log on now and get local deals up to 50% off before they're gone. SpI.com. This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. We say good morning to Andrew Hansen. He is with the Catholic Diocese of Springfield. Let's remind everybody, haven't talked to you for a while, let's remind everybody what your responsibilities are. Hey, I'm, thank you, Sam. Good to be with you. Uh, Director of Communications, uh, so I handle the, I'm the editor of Catholic Times, which goes out to about 38,000 people across central Illinois. I'm the spokesperson. Uh, I host a podcast called Dive Deep. Um, and I hold a host of other things over there. We're writing and producing videos for YouTube and uh, a lot of content we're putting out every day. You were involved in commercial production, radio, TV most of the time. Uh, how many years were you in that? I worked at Channel 20 for, I think it was seven or eight years. I started as a reporter. I anchored sports for about a year and a half. And then I was the state house reporter for two years. And the last time I was uh, at Channel 20, my last job was the morning anchor for both uh, Channel 20 and for Fox. It is safe to say that that business has changed dramatically over the years and not going to be critical of it, but uh, all the media is facing, certainly newspapers, radio, TV, facing some challenges to say the least. Yeah, and it's it's really sad because, I mean, I don't know how many times I sent out a news release from the diocese and, we, you know, I have media members across, uh, I think we have 28 counties in central Illinois, right. and the amount of bounce backs I still get because a reporter has since left and that you can't have that uh, that connection. Uh, you know, we're all we're all in this together. You know, you guys want content. We're we're here to help provide answers, and you know, vice versa. You know, good things and even you know the bad things that we you know we still need to provide answers for. And uh, to, to lose that that personal connection with reporters because of the business model, it's unfortunate. Tell me about uh, the podcast, uh, miracles and incredible stories of faith. In central Illinois. Give me a little history. How did this come to be? So it's a documentary we actually put out, uh, and it came out uh, about a week ago. It's called God is Alive, and then the tagline is Incredible Stories of Faith and Miraculous Events in Central Illinois. Uh, it's a project that I will say is Holy Spirit-driven because it kind of just popped in my head, but I think the impetus surrounding all this was uh, we have a, a priest who's in Jerseyville. He's from Mount Zion, but actually spent some time at the cathedral and about a year before he was set to be ordained to be a priest, he had serious doubts about becoming a priest. And so his, his prayer to God was, how can I be loved as a priest as much as a father and a family? And a year before he was set to be ordained, he went on a field trip with some uh, uh, first graders from Effingham, Illinois, which is where he was doing his internship. And this little first grader said, hey, Father Marty, get out, as you get on the bus, I saved a seat for you. Come sit with me. And on his way to this field trip, he prays in his head, God, how can I be loved as a priest in his head? And in that moment, that little girl turned to him and said something profound that I'm going to tease everyone with because we want them to check out the documentary. But it was, it was, I've never heard God answer a prayer this way before. And it gave me chills. And when I heard that story, I said, I, I want to do more with, I don't, we were doing the podcast with him, Dive Deep. I think, I think I want to do more with the story. And so I think what popped in my head is, is what if we travel around central Illinois and find four other stories? We have five of incredible uh, miracles and people of faith, and this is what we came up with came called God is Alive. Give me some of the ideas. What are some of the other stories dealing with that without tipping everything? Yeah, so the second story, we stay here in Springfield. We meet a woman who had two abortions who felt uh, full of despair and, and hardship, and she w- she was not Catholic, and she actually went to a priest and in essence gave a, we'll call it a non-sacramental confession, and what the priest said to her just changed her life in that moment. 
and it changed her whole outlook going forward. And so we share her story and we talk about, you know, uh, life after having two abortions. And, and if, if you are feeling full of despair, um, that there is hope, there is there is forgiveness. Uh, the third story, we go to Peoria, and this is actually an approved miracle by the Catholic Church. Really? It happened in 2010. A little boy was born at home. Uh, and it's a parent's worst, worst nightmare. The child comes out, and he's not breathing. He didn't breathe for 61 minutes. Oh, my. 61. Uh, rushed him to the hospital, and as the uh, the doctors were about to declare him dead, uh, I mean, you can kind of infer where I'm going with this, uh, he comes back to life. Um, and the doctors, they investigated the Diocese of Peoria, investigated it. Uh, they determined it was medically unexplainable what happened. Uh, they sent that to Rome, and in 2019, Pope Francis did declare it a miracle and attributable to Archbishop Fulton Sheen. So as Catholics, you know, we turn to, you know, we call them saints and people in heaven to intercede for us. You know, I think sometimes, you know, as Catholics, you might hear, oh, we pray to saints. That's kind of a, a misnomer. We kind of use that word pray. What we're actually asking, we're asking the saints to pray for us. And so Pope Francis uh, said that this miracle is attributable to Archbishop Fulton Sheen, if uh, your listeners may remember Archbishop sure. Fulton Sheen, because he was a pioneer in the broadcasting business for televangelism. Uh, he had a show called Life is Worth uh, Living. He won an Emmy. Uh, I mean, tens of millions of people listened and followed him back in the 60s and 70s, and he's from Peoria. Uh, so that story there. Uh, our fourth story, we go to Quincy. And this one, this one's interesting because on the physical side, uh, this mom has a child who can't walk, who can't talk, and can't feed herself. And she, of, of course, uh, she's, she's searching for a miracle. The miracle didn't come, but a, a different miracle happened in terms of her, her tra- this mom's transformation and how she looked, looked at life. And we wanted to have a story where, on the surface, it didn't work out, you know, from the physical side of things. But something else happened in a very profound way that we share her story. And then finally, we go, in the fifth story, we go to, go to Decatur, where uh, a young man who was born with a condition where his legs grew at different lengths so he had a leg that was off by an inch or an inch and a half, and he went to a physical healing service. And doctors recommended against surgery. He always had back pain. And we'll just leave it at uh, when he went there, people uh, gasped at what happened next. So we'll tease it there. Going back to the little boy in Peoria. Sure. Um, were you able to talk? How old is he? He is now, uh, this happened in 2010, so he's now 13. Were you able to talk to him? We did talk to him a little bit. Uh, we mainly talked with, with the mother because obviously she she remembers everything. Sure. Um, but but I, I can I can sense you're your inquisitive because when I share that story with folks, and we've tried at the diocesan level to share that story as much as possible, I think still people are still surprised. They think, oh, miracles, that's in Europe a thousand years ago. No, this is in Peoria in 2010, and this little boy, I mean, again, did not breathe for 61 minutes, and he's alive and he's fine How's today. he doing? He, he's, he's fine. Yeah, he in plays school. He play, he's in school. He plays sports. Yeah, the whole, everything. Yep. Um, again, how, where can people see this? So the best way for people to go is go to our, our website, dio.org, Diaz and dog, io.org, dio.org on YouTube. It's on YouTube for free. Just search diocese of Springfield, Illinois. Okay. Uh, but it's right there on our homepage, the nice big banner right on the front. So you can just click that, click that button and check how it out. How long did you work at putting this together? And when you had the final prod product, how pleased were you? Uh, I was, I was of course super pleased. Um, um, 
it took about five months, but we only shot it over about seven days because because each day, this going back to my TV background in, in at Channel Twenty, um, I was able to be be efficient with it. So myself and Father Michael Trummer, who's parochial vicar at St. Boniface in Edwardsville, he and I tag along, and we our sh- a shtick, if you want to use the word, is we're driving around Central Illinois finding these stories. And to each story, when we drive there, it's he and I in the car, we're talking about something, then it's the story. And then after the story, we kind of react and, and we lean on him for what's the spiritual takeaway. Uh, so it took about five months over about seven days of, of shooting eight days. And I would just edit each story as it goes along. Um, but also, you know, one thing I want to, I want to hit at is, you know, we say whether you're full of faith, clinging to faith, or have lost hope in faith, there is something in this documentary that will resonate with you, whether it's you feel like you can't be forgiven, or God's not answering my prayers, or I've lost complete hope and and everything. There is something in here for you. And even if you're not Catholic, yes, in this documentary, we talk a lot about Catholicism, um, but whether if you're a believer in God, or again, you're you're clinging to belief in God in a general sense, I can guarantee you there's something in here that will hit you and resonate with you. Because we had our premiere at SHG on July 8th, and we sold out. I mean, we had to close off tickets, wow. which was obviously really pleasant. So people are obviously clamoring for this kind of stuff. And we had non-Catholics come. I've had someone in California reach out to me who've seen it. I've seen someone in the uh, someone in the Chicago suburbs who reached out to me who's not Catholic, who who it resonated with her. So and that and that's the whole point. We we want to move people wherever they are on their faith journey with God just a little bit closer to know that God is alive and God is working in profound ways, and he's actually doing that in central Illinois as well. Do you think about a second production? Uh, that all depends if, uh, if, if, people are, if people have these, these other powerful stories. But see, that, that's kind of—I'm glad you brought that up because the, the best way to prove God is alive is to share your story. And as, as we've said, okay, even if it's not a profound, jaw-dropping way, like you didn't breathe for 61 minutes and now right. the child is alive— God is still working through all of us in, in, in awesome ways. And, the, and, and you start with your family and friends and tell, tell them something that happened in your life because you never know your family and friends may be on something where they're doubting or going through a hardship and they just they need to hear something. And the best way to, to evangelize, if you want to use that word, is to share your story first. Uh, different venue, how the parochial school is doing in the diocese. Everybody seems to be, I mean, uh, the high school seems to be doing well uh, throughout the uh, throughout the diocese. Yeah, I, I think in the past two years, if I remember, our enrollment across the diocese is now up about 6%. Um, so we've seen great growth. I mean, maybe we have a couple of schools that have gone down, but generally speaking, we're up. I think we have 43 schools, uh, including our high schools across our diocese. We're up about 6% in enrollment. So um, I think people are... are People are just, they're, they're loving what our Catholic schools are doing in terms of our values, in terms of, you know, how we teach our, our Catholic schools and our, our teachers are doing a, just a tremendous job. And, um, we, you know, we're, we're, great, we're grateful for our Catholic school teachers because um, we, you know, we know at the public school level that they can, they can make more money, so to speak, but they're there for a different reason. And our families are recognizing that, that what our Catholic schools bring to the table is about being uh, a follower of Christ, a disciple of Christ, and spilling that out into the world. And so more and more families are, are recognizing the value we bring and the good uh, good traits that we're teaching their children. And so uh, the proof is in our enrollment because we've seen good growth. Let's move the microphone. Hi, Anthony. How are you? Good. Good morning. Tell me your name. Um, Anthony Hansen. And how old is Anthony Hansen? Um, I'm almost going to be nine. Almost going to be nine. Where do you go to school? Um, 
not Christ the King. And what grade are you going into? I'm going to be in fourth grade. In fourth grade, and my grandson Tate's going to be in fifth grade, so he's a year ahead of you. What you, keeps you busy in the summer? Um, so um, I go to lots of summer camps. Really? What's your favorite sport in the summer? Uh, golf. Golf? Are you going to go golf this morning? Uh, yeah. Where do you go this morning? I'm going to Lincoln Greens. Lincoln Greens. They have a little camp out there, and you're going to... What's the best part of your golf game? Is um, it putting, chipping, or driving? Probably putting. Putting is the best part of your driveway. Can you beat your dad in a game of golf? <laughs> I have a few times. You have a few times. Very good. I'll tell you this story. It's funny. We were playing up in Joliet, where I'm from, and this whole... I remember this is the first birdie I ever made in my life. I don't remember how old I was. Maybe I was 10 or 10 or 11. We get to this hole... And no joke, he, he hits it on the green and almost makes birdie, and I make bogey. And I'm like, my son legitimately at eight just beat me in a hole. And I'm like, how profound would it have been if he would have made that putt in the very hole I made my first birdie, he makes her, his first birdie. But I was like, it was one of those dad moments. You're like, already? This already <laughs> happened? Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so how many brothers and sisters do you have? I have three brothers. And the names are? Um, Vincent, William, and Benjamin. Anthony, thanks. We'll see you at Christ the King in the parking lot after school, right? Um, All right, good to see you. Thanks, Andrew Hansen. One more time, how can they get it? Dow.org, D-I-O.org. God is alive. Check it out. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.